0: like I don't know if you're you're like me but like that's 2004 I think and yes, you know we watch this and it's like this feels like it could have been you know last year right because like time flies and we were oh, talking about that. um fighting back 10 last week yeah. and like 10th anniversary already like it's pretty crazy to think about but you know we're going through the list of names who we hope to see on the show and of course your name comes up and like it just it hits me like a ton of bricks like Dino is almost a 20 year veteran.
1: Well, <laughs> and it like, <laughs> let's minus the pandemic out of it because that to me doesn't count. Like the year and a half needs to get dropped. Fair but, enough. I think, but I, I think I've had like 16.
0: The point being was was more like in the blink of an eye, it's like, you know, you've gone from being. I don't want to say green, but like, you know, a younger and experienced guy. And now you're a veteran on the scene. And like, yeah, does it yeah, feel like crazy. that to you? Or, or are you kind of just still like, you know, you feel like you're a young guy?
1: Uh, well, I, I definitely don't feel like a young guy anymore. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Dalton was at 14 years when I started. He had been in for 14 years and now I'm at 16. That's how crazy that is. Uh, so I think, you know, I, I've actually probably been wrestling for longer than Dalton like obviously Dalton was involved in like training and uh, whatnot as well too so it might have been like you know around the same if not longer but it's just crazy to think that when I started Dalton I was like how long have you been going Dave 14 years and I'm at 16 years yeah that's nuts but to answer your question on the whole like you know do you feel like you're a vet uh, I mean prior to the pandemic I really did start to feel that way um you know and I'm glad you brought it up too because like you know, for the longest time, you know, I looked at like, you know, MVP as like, you know, kind of like the vet of the uh, area. Um, and then within like the last, like, you know, year and a half of uh, wrestling on the scene or like two years, I was main eventing, uh, you know, shows for with MVP for like, you know, titles, uh, you know, for, you know, uh, for I think for acclaim mostly, uh, which is just crazy. And then to see all the new crop of uh, wrestlers that we have in the area now, uh, now too, which is a very good crop of uh, you know new talent that we have. You know, if I get an opportunity, I'd like to make shout outs to uh, them, but just to see them on how they react around me, you know, it's like, you know, they come up, they ask me for advice. Uh, you know, if I'm riding to a show with them, I tell them stories, which, you know, they feel like very entertained by and different things like that. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's kind of crazy.
0: Like these guys who are breaking into the business now and like, you know, they're 18, 19, 20 years old, five years ago, like they're watching you main event APW shows. Right. And they're, they're 14, 15 years old in the crowd and now they're in the locker room with you and you're giving them advice. I mean, that, that's what kind of just blew my
1: mind. Right. Is like
0: time flies. And here's like Dino as, as one of the, you know, premier veterans in the, the Ottawa indie scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, definitely uh, you know a good feeling though. Uh, yeah. be one of those guys.
2: <laughs> well, it's because I've been gone from the Ottawa scene or not living in the Ottawa for fifteen years. When I left, you know, you two, Cheeky, uh, Rukin, uh, Matt Gray, uh, you know, guys like that, even like Zach Storm, and it's just fifteen years later. It's just like. I, I still remember you guys then. It's like, <laughs> so when I, like, when you came down and worked for me about five years ago, I, 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 I was expecting the Dino, even though I had seen pictures and I had seen videos of you and all that, and that just, I don't know why in my head I was like, and then you got out of the car and I'm just like, oh shit, that's Dino.
1: <laughs> yeah, no more. I didn't have the long hair at that point, no.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> so... All right, um, let, let's just let's start from the beginning. Like, let's go a little for, uh, further back than the, the video we just watched. You and Cheeky, oh, let's go far back. Like, how do you find UWA and Battleground Academy? And were you and Cheeky friends going into this, or did you guys meet? Oh, there? yeah.
1: Cheeky and I met in grade seven. We were in the same class. We were friends, but we didn't really start becoming good friends until around grade 11. And the reason we started becoming closer friends is because we both realized, hey, you like wrestling. Um, So wrestling was our connection. And through that, we became really, really good friends. Uh, You know, watching every Raw, SmackDown, you know, pay-per-view if we could. Uh, And it was also obviously going to the uh, shows when they were in town or even going to a WWE show in like Montreal or Toronto or something like that. Uh, and there was a house show, a SmackDown house show in Ottawa. Um, yeah, it was just a house show. I remember the main event was a six man tag. It was Brock Lesnar, A-Train and Big Show versus Benoit, Angle and maybe Edge. Uh, so anyways, we had pretty good seats. We had floor seats. We were right kind of next to the aisle. But when we came out of the show, there was a flyer for UWA Battleground Academy on our car and uh, cheeky starts going crazy wrestling school <laughs> wrestling school wrestling school. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. So, um, you know, even though we, you know, talked about how we would love to be wrestlers like all the time, uh, like, you know, he, this guy saw the writing on the wall, like this is our chance where I didn't really see that. Um, you know, I had no concept with how uh, pro wrestling worked at this point. you like, you know, like I watched you know, all the episodes of Raw and SmackDown and all this other stuff. I had tons of footage, tons of tapes and stuff, but I had no idea how the business worked, let alone how the Indies were. You know, I assumed, you know, there were independent companies out there, but I knew nothing about it. Had no idea there was any in Canada or Ottawa. So he's like, there's wrestling training. And the way I'm picturing it is like, you know, okay, like there's not going to be a ring, Um, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe we'll learn how to wrestle, but it's not going to go anywhere. So I didn't really see any value in it. Um, But Cheeky was all gung-ho about it. He was calling Dalton. He was going to the – there was a class coming up. uh, So he went to the – what's it called? Where you just kind of go – you know, like an orientation, I mean, orientation, open, there, open you know, house like,
0: type thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: There was one of those that he went to that I didn't attend to. Uh, and uh, I actually almost lost my spot too, because he had a conversation with Cheeky Dalton did. And he was like, you know, where's your friend? You know, you said you want to come into your friend and he's not coming to orientation. Like, you know, that's not a good look. It's really not. It's not a good look. Um, but then, you know, Cheeky, uh, you know, I don't think he necessarily twisted my arm to do it. But he was telling me that, like, oh, you know, I was on the phone with Dave. He said he was in the ring earlier today. Uh, I went to orientation, like, you know, uh, and I got into the ring. I did some squats, uh, you know, and it was really, really cool. So I think just by hearing that, like, he sold me on it. So, you know, I went and I bought myself pads. I went and I met Dalton before the new class started. I just went to a training class during the week. Uh, I think he he was working with Nass and Joe that night. They were just running some different spots in the ring. Uh, You know, I think McMillan was there. I think I met the Hickster. Um, I think that might have been it. It was a light night that night. Maybe Virus might have been there too, but they were definitely focusing on the girls that night. And I just remember watching from the stairs. This is when he was on Preston. Um, I just remember watching from the stairs and like just hearing Dalton saying, okay, girls, this is the spot that you're going to run. And I would just like, you know, kind of think about it in my head. And like, you know, I'm like, I remember it, you know what I mean? And I would watch them do it. I would just remember being like enthralled by it. So yeah, I was definitely sold on it. And we started training in January, 2004. Um, And we started, I think with about seven people. But the notables were definitely myself, Cheeky, uh, you know, Chaz Lovely, uh, and Portia Perez were the notable ones. Johnny Luscious was in the class as well, too. Uh, <laughs>
2: you kind of say that, but grudgingly. Yeah, Johnny uh, Luscious was in there, too. and
1: He was. Uh, he was there the whole time. I don't want to get any heat, but did he graduate? Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
2: No, <laughs> I'll take the I
0: don't
1: care. <laughs> okay, because I don't want to say anything bad about anybody
0: uh, Chaz uh I mean, and i went down that road when we did uh moonshine's show with uh, uh-huh. kind of a uwa memory lane show
2: yeah well, about i've been
1: following along on all this stuff too by the way
2: um yeah and then actually johnny came on and i, I, I can't remember what his response was it was like uh, well why would i be on the show if i didn't graduate and
1: i didn't um, listen to that one sorry
2: no <laughs> no me neither no. yeah did you no. listen to shithead uh Claude? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you just broke,
0: you just broke my number one rule of never saying that name on our show.
2: But you didn't. Oh, well, I sorry. did. Okay, I'll I'll edit this out anyway. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm just joking. <laughs> the, um,
1: the, the tug but, customer, I'll call him that
2: instead. Yeah. So
0: that's kind of interesting what you said about you know watching the girls run spots and just you know, you're outside, you're observing, you're not even in the business yet, you're not even training. But it's like, yeah, I got that. I got that spot. So naturally, I'm like thinking training probably came easy to you in some regards. Right. What about on the physical side? Was that something you were prepared for?
1: Uh, Building our bodies up like the first um, like really couple of months of training, we didn't really learn a lot of wrestling stuff. Uh, really how it worked was, uh, it was just building our bodies up. It was all just like, uh, squats, squats, ups, leg lifts and front rolls and back rolls. We literally did that for like two months straight at the end of training, uh, Dalton would maybe show us something small, like a collar or an elbow, or maybe like an Irish whip or something along those lines, something really, really small. But the first two months were totally devoted to, you know, building our base up essentially. And I actually got a pretty good story about our very first night. Uh, of training so i was going to school at the time uh and i think i had schooled for about four or something like that and then you know i went home uh, but on the way home it's like oh man i gotta make sure i eat something before training um you know just to make sure that i'm ready because i knew going in that like they're gonna make us do some stuff and at this point i wasn't going to the gym no nothing um So I stopped off at Subway on the way home. I got like a foot long, like cold cut trio or something like that with some Southwest sauce on it. I get home, I eat that. I plow that down real quick. And then I left Lachiki to go to wrestling. I think we probably bust to it at that point, which wasn't very far. We didn't live too, too far away. We get to training. So the first day of training was, uh, I think it was five sets of, um, we would do 50 squats, 25 leg lifts, uh, 25 push ups. And then we would do um, eight, uh, 16 front rolls and eight back rolls. So we had to do that five times total uh, as a class. When I got towards the last of the rolls, uh, you know, I'd gotten through everything without issue. You know, I might not have been able to do a full twenty-five push-ups uh, in one shot. You know, uh, but I was able to keep up with the squats though. Um, but when it came to the last rolls. You know, and again, so it was like six, I'm pretty sure it was 16 front rolls around the ring, like eight for the once. And then you go around a second time and then you just go do eight back rolls around the ring once as I'm doing the rolls, maybe around like the middle of it. I'm thinking in my, I start thinking like, dude, I don't feel good. I'm going to puke. I can definitely feel it coming. Uh, and as I'm getting towards the end, it's like, yep, I'm definitely going to puke. So I finished off my last back roll and I promptly got up, walked to the other uh, side of the ring. Dalton had put a trash can out. because, like, hey, if anybody pukes, you go in here. Uh, so I promptly got up and casually walked to the other side of the ring, stuck my head out between the ropes and puked all uh, over. Well, I got most of it in the trash, but I got all over the floor and I got it all over Dalton's uh, ring skirt. Uh, he had like this yellow ring skirt um, that I pooped all over. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that ring skirt ever again after that. <laughs> Uh and funny enough too Dalton uh, comes out with the mop and he actually cleans up. Didn't even make me clean it up. Uh and you could smell it too so it was kind of embarrassing. Dalton put me over though. He's like good on you for um you know for you know finishing it out, but next time try to get it all in the trash can if you can okay? Okay. <laughs> That's
2: how he used to say. Um so we we uh, you start your you start your training. We we talked a little bit. Um, cause it's going to be uh, separate from this. We talked to, or we, uh, we did the watch along with your first appearance at resurrection and we kind of touched on you making a connection with Max Alexander and Castor. How did that come about?
1: Uh, well, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, Max Alexander was a big part of our training. Like Dalton was, uh, very much there in the beginning, building our base up. Uh, but when we moved from, uh, Preston to Lee's, which is where uh which is what we just saw. Uh Dalton was uh, you know, he was gonna be doing the training and running the shows out of there. So, you know, he had a lot of work, you know, that he had to do to, you know, get ready for these shows with like setup and so on and so forth. So we had a lot of things on his plate. He was still a part of training, but typically he would, you know, make an appearance at the beginning, uh, or maybe at the end too, just to kind of see what we had learned for the night. Uh, the in-between was all uh, Max Alexander. So for the most part, he would teach us a lot of new moves, you know, because once we had like a suplex down or a body slam down, you know, all the other moves, you know, came into play, you know, fairly simple after that. Uh, And through that, you know, cheeky and i started the training together so we were obviously you know like together during training and early on we're like we're going to be a tag team whereas everybody else you know came in separately so they kind of didn't have uh you know that you know kind of shoulder to lean on that you know person that they were always working with right because anytime we had to partner up it was always cheeky and i working together right uh and we knew each other well so you know we were able to do, you know, pretty well with whatever it is that we were learning. So, uh, you know, and Max, uh, you know, and I think uh, that since, you know, we were comfortable with each other, I think we were able to be more open with like Max Alexander than others would have been. And Max seemed to uh, get a kick out of us. Like, I think he was happy that we were progressing in training. And I think he liked us a lot, too. So we wound up, he invited us out on a few occasions to go hang out, uh, hang out with him. You know, he'd bring us downtown to like a club or something like that. And then when Resurrection came along uh, in June, I believe. um, Yeah, I'm assuming it was him that pitched it to Dave. Like, hey, you know, can I get these two guys a spot on the show? Uh, as like our kind of lackeys or, you know, um, you know, director or like, you know, camera guy. I think lackeys is what they uh, mentioned. And yeah, Dalton okayed it. He was cool with it.
0: So you and Cheeky were like, I don't know, glued together, we'll say, basically for pretty the first, time. almost, oh. I'd say, what, decade of your career, right? So, I oh, mean, yeah. you, you, like, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you had to make like a pretty significant swing in your career when you know the hollywood hunks time was was done um but before we get there and kind of go into that like tagging with cheeky like tell everybody about that and you know you guys i i have my take on on what you both brought to the team and why it works so well but um in your own words tell people what worked with you and cheeky and why you were so successful
1: Well, obviously, you know, for the, uh, you know, we were best friends. Uh, You know, we were always like joined at the hip when it came to wrestling, whether it was going to training or going to shows, we were always together. So, uh, you know, we got along with each other. Um, You know, we had the same training as well, too. Um, And when it came down to start uh, actually uh, wrestling, uh, well, I mean, Obviously, I was the, um, you know, I was the uh, what's like the best way to uh,
0: more athletically inclined,
1: perhaps I was the bumper. I was the workhorse (laughs) out of the crew and cheeky was the more charismatic uh, out of the two, although like, you know, I had some charisma as well. But yeah, I was definitely the workhorse uh, out of the team Uh, and cheeky had, uh, you know, issues uh, with like, you know, all sorts of uh, injuries uh you know dalton i think gave the best uh, summed it up the best with cheeky he mentioned you know cheeky he's got the heart of a little lion but the body of a cricket You yeah. know, I always say not everybody's body is meant to do pro wrestling um you know i think my i was a small guy when i started but i think my body took to it very well um you know like bumping didn't really bother me like i was fairly like you know athletic but, you know, cheeky, like even just like bumping, like, you know, just like wasn't good for him. And he got like some bad injuries very early on in training, which, you know, really affected, uh, you know, his career. You know, uh, there'd be uh, all sorts of times where, you know, he wouldn't want to take something, you know, whether it would be change it to something else or, you know, just get Dino to take it, uh, which, you know, I would always come in that or take without problem. So, yeah, I was definitely the workhorse of the team um, where he was the more charismatic guy. And what we always used to try to portray was Cheeky was the brains of the operation. And like, I was just kind of a dummy, just like kind of along for the ride. And then Cheeky would like, you know, always like, you know, kind of take advantage of me of, uh, take advantage of me in certain ways, like, you know, make me do things that he didn't want to do, you know, type thing. Uh, when we first started, we were very uh, much more comedy based, less wrestling. We still did some wrestling, but we were more looking for, you know, the entertainment, the less is more type stuff. Um, but, you know, when UWA shut down, when Dalton stopped running anymore, you know, we kind of realized, uh, you know, we kind of have to get out there on the road, start making some connections to get on more shows. Otherwise we won't, won't be wrestling. And we started wrestling a lot more after that. When we started wrestling more, uh, we became more, uh, more of wrestlers. Like we were doing less comedy spots, more or less is more type stuff. And we would, uh, you know, have like actual tag matches. I mean, the tag matches were good. You know, we had some decent uh, tag matches, but I remember uh, Damien Styles told us once, why the hell did you guys stop doing that uh, less is more stuff? You guys were great at that. Um, you know, like, it, and like, I think he had a point. Like, he, I don't necessarily think he said, nobody wants to see you wrestle, but he's like, you guys should go back to the less is more stuff because that's what you guys were good at. And like, he was right. I think it's just, we enjoyed uh, wrestling those types of matches. At least I did you know, cause that was more so my, uh, style. I mean, I still do enjoy the less is more, you know, comedy type of uh, stuff, but you know, I, you know, I do enjoy like a nice, like high pace, take a lot of bumps, work a lot type match too.
0: And like, do you think that's something people realize that you're capable of? Because I, I think, you know, maybe it, it's not well known how good of an natural athlete you are, right? Like, you know, you, you have a lot of natural athletic ability, but, because you're so good at entertaining you don't need to necessarily get in there and run a whole bunch of spots so you know do you think that's hindered you in any way like that you haven't had to go in there and just go balls to the wall sort of because you can kind of work that less is more concept because you're you're so well versed in that
1: Uh, has it hindered me? I mean, to the whole, does like everybody know you can do that type of style? Uh, You know, I'd imagine like, I don't know who we're talking about, like fans or like promoters. I don't think everybody knows. I think a lot of people, you know, uh, might recognize me for the less is more Mm -hmm. entertainment uh, type of guy. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of people, especially in the last few years can recognize now that like, you know, I can do that type of match as well too. In addition to that type of stuff. So yeah, like I think uh, like a good mix of both. You know, I think uh, some people do some people
2: don't all right going Depends back the, I guess going back to you and cheeky uh, the two of you walk into battleground academy wh- what is kind of the deal between the two of you in is it kind of like I'll go as long as you go or I'll go as far as you go was it always we're gonna get to the end of this and be a tag team or was it oh yeah it
1: was uh it was definitely we were a tag team from day one uh, like a hundred percent, um, yeah, like we were always a tag team, like always, 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 I mean, down the road, um, like, you know, like a lot of companies like would break us up and like put us against each other and like, you know, we were fine with that. Uh, but ultimately our number one priority was like, you know, we want to tag together.
2: Well, the, was there a moment? Cause obviously Cheeky is retired You have continued on. Was there kind of that moment like, you know, our run is done and kind of like, you know, Cheeky saying to you, like, you know, move on. Good luck. uh,
1: No, not really. Thinking back about it now, I remember after the first X show that we were a part of, which would have been a year and a half after we started, you know, Cheeky, he was injured. He was getting hurt uh, and he was going through a tough time. Um, So he actually told me at one point that he was going to quit after that match and uh you know i you know told him not to um you know like you know we got into a conversation uh, like about it and i told like you know he kind of felt that he didn't have much to offer the business and i was just like man look what we're doing now we've only been going for like a year and a half uh like who knows where it goes from here like just like give it another try and then we had the match at the x you know and i think it was Good story about that match, but it was a really long match. We all took a lot of bumps. So I think he was sore after that, but he never brought up uh, quitting after that. And we continued on. Uh, But then from the portion when he retired, no, there was never really a conversation about it. um, Because before he really stopped, he moved from Ottawa to Kingston uh, for a job opportunity. So that's when you could say it really kind of uh, when I kind of started to open up more as a singles guy. Um, because really what happened at that point was, you know, we were still wrestling as a tag team, but I started picking up more bookings, uh, as a singles guy. So I started working a lot more than he was. Um, and he was kind of easing back, uh, you know, kind of less and less until it came to a point where he was just like, you know, too injured to continue anymore. And he just kind of, he just kind of quietly, uh, you know, kind of quietly said goodbye. All right. Like, I don't think there was ever a time when he's like, I'm not wrestling anymore. Um, yeah, I don't think there was really ever that converse, uh, case conversation. I think there might have been, uh, but I'm pretty sure I remember it was the when we dropped the APW tag titles to the danger zone. I, I knew he was going to stop wrestling for uh, like a, a while after that, at least until he was better. And then... You know, eventually it was just like it was it, it was just pretty clear that he wasn't gonna be wrestling at all anymore. Here and there he might show pop up at a show, but for the most part he's done.
2: Go ahead, Ryan. You look like you have something at the yeah. uh
0: I could. Um Yeah, so I mean, like
2: I, I was thinking
0: like, you know, there's probably people out there who may have not been familiar with the Hollywood hunks, right? And maybe never saw you and, and Cheeky Tag together. So it, it's kind of a a foreign concept to them that you were ever part of a, a very successful tag team in ottawa but you know you kind of explain the, the move happens cheeky goes to kingston plus all the injuries and, and there's sort of just a, a natural uh fade away from the business but it, it forces you to make a decision right like do you either kind of ride or die with cheeky and just take bookings as they come when he's interested or do you sort of do you start um, sort of carving your own path, and like you said, you you kind of had to start taking these bookings to keep working. But did you did you find it challenging at first? You know, you you've been tagging with him for years, and you're used to working that style. You know, you you, you now have to adapt into a more singles matches, and um, you know, granted, you would have worked some here and there, but now you're you're a singles guy each and every time you're working, right? So, yeah. um, any initial sort of challenges with that or did you find you actually enjoyed it more
1: yeah uh well I mean honestly if you know I was getting booked as a singles at this point if I was at a heel if I was as booked as a heel really to me it wasn't much of a difference to be honest um and you know the more I got booked as a heel in singles like I felt like just the better I got but you know I really don't think I struggled too too much with being a heel on my own Uh, but what actually happened a lot, especially early on, you know, when he made that move to Kingston, uh, was people would book me as a face, uh, and I'm not a great face. Like I can get away with it. It's passable, but I'm much, much better as a heel. Um, and it's probably just because I'm just not used to uh, working a face. I just, you know, uh, I don't have as much experience, uh, you know, compared to working as a heel. So, you know, being a face, like I felt it was always passable, but, you know, I never really truly felt that I was like, you know, truly over as a face, you know what I mean? Like I'd have some good matches, you know, the, you know, the crowd would be happy with what I was doing they'd be cheering for me and stuff like that. But I never really felt comfortable being like a face on my own. Or even when I was uh, tag team with Cheeky, if we were ever faced at any point, too, for that matter.
0: Yeah, like I don't want to say you were pigeonholed as a heel, but definitely when I think of Dino, I think of Dino as a, as a heel worker, right? Like it is kind of a weird concept to think of you working as a yeah, face. Yeah,
1: people it's... just don't like me. Uh, for a <laughs> round, so, like uh, I don't know what it is, but like you know, I just like uh, they just don't like me. So yeah, and I love it. <laughs> Which is
0: great. You're, that means you're yeah. doing a good job, right?
1: yeah. Uh, they, like, I think they just don't like me. I don't know what it is. They just don't they always just don't seem to like me right away. And then like, I do these things throughout the match just to make them not like me even more. Yeah, man, that's great. I
2: love just just able. to just to verify the fact. Oh, yeah, we don't like this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so you start doing more singles, right? And um,
0: yeah. did you ever find a point in time? Like I know, I know you had a good run in APW, obviously uh, doing a lot of high profile single stuff. Was that sort yeah. of like you know, if, I don't want to see your, your breakout as a singles wrestler but was that the time in your career in APW when you started to feel like you know, I'm starting to hit my stride here as a singles wrestler and getting a lot of confidence in what I'm doing or was yeah. there a combination of, of different things?
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, uh, you know, C4 did give me a lot of opportunities as a singles. Uh, They put me in a lot of there with really good talent. That certainly helped as well, too. Uh, You know, the majority of that I was like a a face though. So, you know, I never felt, um, you know, I, I never felt that I was as good as I could have been, you know what I mean? I always felt that I could have been better. Uh, But, you know, APW uh, finally, um, you know, I finally got the opportunity for APW once Cheeky, you know, we weren't teaming anymore, you know, to do like a solid run as a heel and to be consistently booked on the show from, you know, one show, you know, to the next show. And I was constantly, uh, you know, being used on the show in a meaningful position as well, too. So Acclaim really gave me the opportunity to do that. And I definitely really felt it helped me uh, hit my stride um because like last few years working for acclaim man i had a lot of like really good matches a lot of them like i, I haven't even seen uh yet still but like i just felt like yeah man like i was proud of that one.
0: Mm-hmm. and did that did those strings of matches in apw they happened what before c4 or after the c4 single uh, during during okay
1: during so, pretty much yeah it was pretty like, obviously
0: back yeah you're you're saying you're getting a lot of good like high profile matches in c4 and Did you feel like you were, as a singles wrestler, ready to be put in those positions yet? Or were they more like, this is a good learning opportunity for me?
1: I felt it was definitely a good learning opportunity. Uh, I mean, if they were uh, at, again, generally, the most of the time I was being booked as a uh, face or even just kind of like, you know, as a tweener, just kind of like a neutral guy. Uh, you know, and I definitely think, uh, you know, they did try to push me, uh, in that, uh, capacity. I just don't think, uh, I just don't think it worked, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, and I'm not, uh, you know, obviously I'm not blaming T4, you know, that's, that's my fault that I didn't get as, o- get as over as I could have been. But again, it's just, that's just me not being super comfortable as a face
0: yeah but with all that experience you picked up obviously if that opportunity comes again you're you're definitely you've learned and you're you're ready for something like that right and oh, yeah. um, i'm old,
1: uh, up for the opportunity for sure yeah and like i was saying to
0: matt last week when we were talking about fighting back shows like you're you're a guy who you know i was saying earlier very athletically inclined and you definitely could work that like high work rate style that's you know more focused on you know spots and and high um high work rate type Um, of match as opposed to the less is more you, you can do it and you're very capable, but a, you haven't had to, and B, maybe you just haven't had the platform to really knock it out of the park. Um, And that's something I still would like to see. Um, And that's why we were saying like, let's, let's hopefully see Dino in a fairly high profile singles match. at fighting back. We we both uh, enjoy watching that because uh, we think it could be a hit. And we think you're like, you know, it's hard to, we don't want to say you you haven't had an opportunity. There's been opportunities, but just oh, yeah. to be put in that spot, right, on a high-end-the-card singles match where it's more, you know, work rate focused.
1: Yeah, no, I'd definitely be up for the challenge, but it's not to say I haven't been given those opportunities before from C4 and Fighting Back. I mean, uh, I was the C4, uh, I mean, sorry, I was the Fighting Back uh, champion one year. I can't remember what year, maybe like Fighting Back 7 or something like that. So to say that I never got those opportunities is like, you know, completely false. They were certainly there, but, you know, I just don't think I hit uh, hit it out of the park.
2: All right. Sorry, I, I stepped away just so everybody can kind of I'm telling all the listeners I had to step away. So if I get repetitive, I apologize. I think that's OK. Um, All right. So I, a couple things I'm going to go like kind of far back and then I'll f- go a little forward. The name's Dino and Cheeky. Where the hell does this come from?
1: Man, that's a pretty good story.
2: All right, I'm going to get comfy. Uh,
1: it, well, it comes from Dalton. I don't think it's that long of a story, but oh, okay. it, it was definitely Dalton. Uh, so, like I said, Chiki and I, from day one, we were like, we're going to be a tag team. We're going to be a tag team. We're going to be a tag team. We had these names uh, lined up for ourselves, too, and we put like a good chunk of thought into it as well. Uh, I, well I'll start with him first. Uh, cause these names, oh man, I'm going to cringe saying them now. Uh, so he was supposed to be, um, playboy Ryan Sparks. And I was going to be the great white hope Dina, or sorry, the great white hope. Brian Ruthers was my, was my name was going to be. And together we were going to be the new breed. That was going to be our tag team name. So yeah, the great white hope, Brian Ruthers and playboy Ryan Sparks. That was, uh, what we had agreed upon um so we show up for so we didn't have a name at resurrection uh we didn't get our name until the next show which was uh uh bloodbath uh so we do we show up for bloodbath and uh i think we had mentioned man should we get the announcers to like you know drop our names tonight like not like the full like the great uh, the great white hope or playboy uh just like you know being accompanied by brian and ryan because we did some managing that night that what we did? Yeah, we did. A, we managed Max Alexander's match um, and we were just like being accompanied by Brian and Ryan. That's what we wanted. Uh, so we go up to the announcer, which was Sinéne's sister that night. Uh, she had a script uh, for, you know, what she had to announce. So we were like, Hey, can you announce us as uh, you know, when you say being accompanied by, can you please announce us as Brian and Ryan? And she's like, uh yeah okay well um it looks like we already have a name in here for you guys uh we're like what he's like yeah like i already have a name in for you guys and then we look at it you know being accompanied by dino and cheeky and then we just kind of look at each other we're like what Dino and cheeky who the hell came up with that and she's like i don't know like that's what i'm supposed to call you guys though and we thought the names were terrible we thought they were awful so uh and apparently and she had told us too like uh, these are the instructions from dalton So we were not like seven months, seven, eight months into training where we tried to go behind Dalton's back to change our names. We're like, nope, uh, change it. We crossed it out. And like Brian and Ryan there, we're not being announced as Dino and Cheeky. And then like maybe an hour or two go by and we go back to the announcer. So like, are you going to say our names uh, right this time? And she's like, well, no, uh, Dave caught wind that you guys tried to change it. And no, she uh, he made sure, uh, to, he specified, no, these guys get announced as Dino and Cheeky. You know, you know, no arguments at all. So then, yeah, we were stuck with Dino and Cheeky. And my first reaction was, uh, well, shot Dino. I'm not being cheeky. <laughs> uh because there was no like okay you're Dino and you're Cheeky it was just Dino and Cheeky I think Dalton was like okay they can figure out who's who so we didn't like the names at all we hated the names but as time went on honestly look at Cheeky and tell me he's not a Cheeky uh and like you know I I think it's a lot stronger for him to be Cheeky but I think I've also grown into the Dino name you know well too added a little bit to it but you know, when I started working singles a little bit more, but you know, I added the Benjamin in there, but yeah, that's how we got our names. And to this day, I think it, uh, I think every wrestler I cross paths with, whether I wrestled them or not, they always tell me, Oh yeah, I came up with my own name. I don't think I've ever met a wrestler before that's ever uh, been named by somebody else. I'm sure it, it's happened before, but <laughs> it doesn't happen very often.
0: So think where the great white hope could be today too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Ruthers wasn't bad, but the great (laughs) light hope, yeah, I don't
2: know. All right, let's fast forward a little bit to Kingston, to the debut. It is uh, Max Alexander and the Hollywood Hunks against Chaz Lovely, Virus, and Sean McMillan.
1: I'm going to have to make a correction there, Moonshine. It was uh, Sean McMillan, Virus, and the Canadian Rage, Chris Cage.
2: Oh, I I apologize. You're right. It wasn't Chaz Lovely. Yeah. we we talked about during the watch-along of your first appearance at Resurrection, and I said, you know, what what are the butterflies like? And you said you never really had butterflies. So you're going into Kingston, and there's no butterflies? Like, do you, Is that just because you feel so ready? or I
1: was ready, yeah. I was ready for this match, for sure. Um, I mean, I've certainly had butterflies, definitely uh, in the past before, but for my debut match, not at all. I was ready. I mean, uh, I... I was tagging with uh, we were tagging with Max uh, and, you know, he was, you know, one of our trainers. So we felt comfortable with him. Uh, you know, we we trained with, uh, you know, Canadian Rage or Chaz, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we um, McMillan was super duper friendly all the time. Virus. You know, he'd be around during training, you know, and it, it was cool to be wrestling him too. We had the whole match planned, uh, man, I think like probably at least a week before the show, maybe even more than that. So we had ran through it, maybe not all together, but we had ran through it at least like the four of us, uh, Cheeky Eye, Cheeky and eye, Max Alexander and, uh, you know, uh, Canadian Rage. I think we had all been through it uh, together like multiple times, uh, you know, before the match. So, yeah, I was ready. I was ready to go. And like, honestly, looking back at the match, I don't think I really had a heck of a lot to do. So yeah, no, no, to me, there was no butterflies for that match.
2: And you you were happy with the, uh, with the outcome.
1: Uh, I kind of wish I would have got to do a little bit more. Uh, cause I didn't really get to hit anything. I think I did like a cross body off the run, not even off like the top rope. Um, I think that was it. And maybe like a tackle. That's all I got to do. So I would have liked to have done like, you know, like a suplex or a body slam or something like that—that that would have been cool. Uh, but otherwise, no. Uh, I think that match for the most part went off without a hitch, from what I remember.
2: And you guys, your your, your wrestling debut—you guys did it full scale. Did you guys? The, the story goes you guys rented a hotel room and you just all the bells and whistles for you guys during your wrestling debut. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember even. Uh, Because, like, you know, we had this Dino and Cheeky gimmick, uh, you know, these names. We didn't know what the hell to do with them. Uh, Like, Dalton never really gave us any direction at all. So it's like, what do we do? Uh, You know, so we got these ideas to, you know, well, spinners were a hot thing back then or, like, starting to become a hot thing, like the necklaces with the spinners on them. So we're like, well, we'll get some of those. And I can't remember who came up with this idea, but we got the idea to take a limo from Ottawa to Kingston. I don't know where the hell that idea came from, so don't ask me. And I remember even actually telling Dalton at one point, too, uh, Dave, we're going to get a limo to go to Kingston uh, with. We never got the limo. Um, and I remember telling uh, Dalton uh, that we're, uh, we're going to be training up to Kingston instead. We had gotten train tickets for uh, Kingston. So, And the Dalton's first uh, thing that he said after that uh, is, uh, you know, what happened to the limo? No limo? <laughs> uh, so we got train tickets. Uh, myself, Cheeky, and even... I'll just call him Chaz. Chaz got uh, train tickets too. So we all got train tickets because we all didn't have cars. We all didn't drive back then. Um, And I know somebody's going to be listening now and saying, Dino, you don't even drive now. Yes, I drive. I just don't have a car. Um, So we got tickets and we told Dalton that he got all mad at us. He's like, that's not how it's done. You should have just told me. I would have arranged to get somebody a ride. You could have gone up with the ring. So, yeah, we got train tickets and we also got a hotel as well, too. Dalton didn't find that out until the next week. Uh, and he's like, that's not how you're supposed to do it. We go up the day, we put the rain, then we come back, then we come back down. We don't get hotels if we're just driving for two hours away. So he got a little bit mad at us for that. But I think he more so got mad at us is because for our very first show, we were wrestling. We didn't help with setup. Uh, when we got there. By then, the ring was fully set up and everything. And we dipped right before the main event. Uh, too. We didn't even help. We just took off Uh because well, Daytona and Abyss were in the main event as that was starting. So he was like, "Let's go. <laughs> we gotta walk back to the hotel."
0: Not setting up the thing. ring. That's that's dangerous.
1: Yeah, uh, Dalton let us know when we got back. I think like one of the first thing he said because uh, it wasn't just us. There was a couple of other people who took off or just didn't help. Rule number one: We do not piss off and leave uh, leave uh, your trainer to take down the ring on his own. I'm like whoops. <laughs> Uh, we helped the second one, though. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, they gave us the he gave us the names Dino and Cheeky. I don't think he gave us the name Hollywood Hunks right away, but he eventually saddled us with the Hollywood Hunks as well, too.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, be- before you get on to it, yeah. uh, if I may, tell the story from my end of it here.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. Go for it.
2: Is, of course, I don't want to say I came up with you guys because I don't want to disrespect the fact of what you guys did. But we ran parallel at Battleground Academy. You guys were in the ring, and I was helping on the clerical side. And I knew you guys as the Hollywood Hunks. I always knew you guys as the Hollywood Hunks. And then I think it wasn't until I moved down here that I started hearing little things about the Hollywood Hunks, and then me realizing that it was another tag team. And I was like, oh, okay, there's another Hollywood Hunks, because I have absolutely no idea how this is, um, you know, if it's disrespectful, or if there can be two Hollywood hunks and da da da. But eventually, I, but I haven't seen or I don't hear that much about the Hollywood hunks down here in Southern Ontario. And then it was a uh, busted knuckle wrestling show. It was a charity show, and I had just read that the Hollywood hunks were going to be on it. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, hey, Dino and Cheek are coming down because there was someone else on the show that it it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. So then I find out it's the other Hollywood hunks. So I'm trying to be social and friendly with these guys, and I'm talking to one of them. I don't know which one. But I said, hey, yeah, I thought it was actually the other Hollywood hunks from Ottawa. And I'm just trying to joke around. And he goes, and I can't remember exactly what he called you guys, whether he called you sticks or pieces of shit or whatever he did. But he's, he's just like, oh no, we're not those whatever the description was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, those two, again, don't know what he called you guys. You know, trying to tell, call themselves the Hollywood Hunks. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, obviously, they don't know who I am, because I'm not much of anyone anyway. But... They, and he's just like, yeah, you know, those guys, they're trying to take our name, blah, blah, blah. And finally, like, I kind of said to him, just like, actually, I don't think they know who the fuck you guys are. <laughs> and he just looked at me, and that's when I said, like, I spent, like, two, three years with them as the Hollywood Hunks. I don't think they even knew you existed. And he seemed almost, like, a little offended, like, well, <laughs> like, how do you not know who we are? Just but I like looked like I don't think they even know who the heck you guys are. Like (laughs) I don't think they had ever heard of you. And then it wasn't long after that I started seeing you guys just popping up as the hunks or the incredible hunks. So what exactly happened here to go from the Hollywood hunks to the incredible hunks or the hunks?
1: Well, uh, like I said, Dalton gave us the name. He gave us Dino and Cheeky. He also gave us Hollywood Hunks. I can't remember when he gave us Hollywood Hunks. Maybe when we made our debut. I'm not quite sure. Uh, But um, we were obviously still very, really extremely green at the time. We were, well, it was mostly Cheeky that was on the boards back then. Even like the, uh, just the overall Ontario boards. I can't remember which one it would have been at that point. But um, it was for one of the first UWA shows we did. It might have even been when we were still managing. Um, Somebody, you know, from, I guess, Southern Ontario wrote, um, you know, these guys are getting booked as the Hollywood Hunks, but like they're not the Hollywood Hunks or something like that. And then with that, we figured out, oh, there's another team called the Hollywood Hunks. Or I think at that point they weren't running it. They weren't working anymore. So we had heard that there was an old tag team in the Toronto area that were going by the Hollywood hunks, but they weren't wrestling anymore is what we had heard. And, you know, at that point we had no reason to really think at uh, at that point, um, you know, uh, it, we shouldn't be using this name. We didn't, we didn't think about it at that point. Again, we were extremely green. We had no, we didn't know, uh, you know, have any idea who these guys were. We didn't think it was an issue that we were using the name. We didn't, we honestly didn't make, think anything of it. So then we work this expo in Oshawa, um, where the last match that we worked, we all got stiffed. And I know you don't do a visual one, but I'm putting quotations up here stiff. Cheeky definitely got stiffed. Um, you know, I think you could say uh, Chaz uh, might have gotten a little bit stiff too. You know, honestly, I think they tried to rough me up, but. It honestly didn't really bother me. So to me, I wouldn't necessarily call it stiff. I would call it maybe, you know, just working. It didn't really bother <laughs> me at all. But we thought we were all getting heat because uh, of something else that happened. And that's a different story. I'll let somebody else tell. Well, somebody actually, probably...
2: I'll, I'll just kind of paraphrase here. Are we talking the chicken story?
1: Did he tell the chicken story already?
2: No, but there's a yeah. couple <laughs> people coming up on my show. It's time to fight where they get into the chicken story.
1: Yeah, the, the chicken story happened. It was somebody from our crew. I'll let them tell the story. I wasn't involved with it. Cheeky wasn't in, Cheeky might have been involved a little bit, but he wasn't the main culprit. I wasn't involved with it at all. Zach Storm was also in the match too. He wasn't involved in it at all. But to our at least Cheeky and I's knowledge, we got stiffed because um, you know, somebody ate a lot of chicken at the catering. That's what we thought. But I found we found out later on. That the reason that we Cheeky and I had gotten stiff was because we were getting billed as the Hollywood Hunks. We didn't find that out until later on. And then you're gonna love this Moonshine. Uh, and then we go down to your X show in uh, Wellens, whenever the hell year that was. And uh, we say hi to Warhead, and Warhead is like, "Oh, you guys are the Hollywood Hunks. Uh, everybody uh, like uh, has heat with you right now. You know." And we're like, "What?" uh and i think portia knew zach storm knew a couple of other people knew but they just didn't tell us they didn't want us to know for some reason uh but yeah warhead was the one who tipped us off that we had heat in southern toronto and southern ontario uh so after that was when we were like okay well we can't get billed as the hollywood hunks anymore they weren't even uh, still at this they came back at one point but still at this point i don't think they were working anymore um, but yeah, at this point, we were like, okay, we need to change our name. So I think initially we started going by just the Hunks. And then uh, I think I watched the movie The Incredible Hulk and then it just clicked Incredible Hunks, Incredible Hulk. I'm like, does that work? Uh, and Cheeky liked it. We bounced it around off of a few other people. And they're like, yeah, it's good. So we started going with The Incredible Hunks. Uh, and then the Hollywood Hunks, the original Hollywood Hunks, they started working again. We had found out that they had started working again. We connected with them on Facebook, which was still pretty new at the time. Uh, And we basically, I think we sent it to just one of them, or maybe we sent it to both of them, but we explained the whole situation. Hey, you know, we didn't choose the name. It was given to us. We had no ideas about you. We had eventually heard that you were running, but weren't running. We didn't think it was an issue, but now we know it was an issue, so we're not using the name anymore. They didn't seem like they had an issue with it. Um, at least they didn't mention anything to us and in fact one of them actually tried to uh, get bookings in auto off of us they're like okay who do we uh, who do we uh, get in touch for c4 Uh, I think they asked us for a contact for c4 I believe so that was it yeah and the whole I haven't heard anything about that in a long time so
2: yeah
1: and I remember working a Toronto show Uh, Like all this time happened and I never went to Toronto after that Welland show and then I finally did and I remember taking a shower in like the arena like uh, I'm like man like I'm like a rib waiting to happen right now man what are they going to (laughs) do so as I'm taking the shower I kept on like poking my head uh, you know out of the shower I'm like okay 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 it's still an empty locker room (laughs) I was just worried something was going to happen but never did everyone was pretty chill so Um, where do we go from here so
0: let's I mean let's talk about this past weekend right and not so much you know your match or anything itself but you haven't worked a show in i think a year and a half you were
1: saying right a year right? and a half, a and half which under a year and a half
0: you know like I, if i'm not mistaken like you've you've been pretty fortunate in terms of not having any serious injuries during your career that have forced you to take like a significant chunk of time off right like you've been pretty healthy all things considered
1: uh, yeah i've gotten hurt but i've still wrestled yeah uh, mm, uh, like dumb i know but uh i don't know uh, i only really had one injury that i can think of that uh where i was like man like i really shouldn't be wrestling right now but I, it was a big show i was booked on so i was like nah you know i'm gonna go yeah. through with just do nothing but no for the most part i've been good
0: so this is like, like your I, longest leave of absence that you've ever had to take oh, and it's yeah, not even something you want to do and you know, like you were talking that, earlier about like yeah. And you're, you're kind of talking earlier, right? Like, right before the pandemic hits, you're, you're feeling it, right? Like you're kind of at the top yeah. of your game and then boom, COVID hits. So tell me what it's like a year and a half after you work your first match. How, is, how did the body adapt to it? What did you feel your timing was off? Or was it kind of like just getting back on the bike again after all this time?
1: Uh, definitely, I mean, getting on a bike to a certain degree, but no, man, it just doesn't feel natural to me. Uh, you know, my, my timing's not there, you know, I kind of just feel like I'm a kind of a shade of my like former self, but it's going to take some time. I went to the keep, uh, the Thursday before the show. Um, and I'm going to be, uh, going to the keep, uh, regularly going forward. My perception is I just need to learn how to wrestle again. So I'm going in with like, you know, kind of the same expectations I had when I first started, uh, you know, which were very low. Uh, so I kind of have the same mindset. I'm just learning how to wrestle now. And, you know, I'm kind of, it's like a new beginning basically. But when I went to the keep, I, I did quite a bit. I bumped around a lot. I ran a few spots. I did some chain wrestling, um, you know, uh, different things like that. I, uh, you know, I did a lot of the things that I was planning on doing on the Saturday, uh, the bumps themselves, like getting bumped by somebody else wasn't bad, but like taking a flat bump or a flip bump on my own was pretty rough. I took a flat bump right from the get go, right. When I got there, you know, after stretching and whatnot man, it went straight to my head, um, took the bump and I could feel myself getting a headache right away. I had to take some Advil. I even had to take some when I got home too. Um, you know, I was still kind of feeling it in the morning a little bit, but when I would take the bumps, like my shoulders and my arms would really, you know, give me, give me pain for, you know, like a few seconds afterwards. It's just like, man, like your body's just not used to it right now. I think it was just like the, you know, when you take your bump, just smacking the, uh, mat with your hands and whatnot uh, man, my body just did not like it. Uh, in addition to that too, it's been really hot in Ottawa the last little while. So on the Thursday night when I went, it was pretty hot. I was sweating a lot. Uh, you know, even when I was just doing training, my cardio just didn't feel that it was there. You know, I thought my cardio was going to be good cause I did do quite a bit of biking during the pandemic. Um, like lots and lots of biking. So I was thinking out of anything, my cardio would have been okay, but man, I was sucking wind like crazy at the keep. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that I went, you know, uh, and bumped around like a little bit and got used to it. But, you know, my positioning in the ring felt off too. Like the ring just felt super duper small. Uh, you know, I was Irish whipping people and when I would release them, I was more than, uh, past the middle of the ring. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? This ring just seems like way smaller than I'm used to. So that threw me off too. Um, as for the match I had on Saturday, with the fans that were watching, I think it was most certainly uh, passable. Uh, but, you know, I could definitely, uh, you know, feel that my timing was off on a few situations. Uh, you know, some of the bumps I took could have definitely been better. Um, I definitely wasn't as vocal as I normally was, uh, normally am, you know, especially in the beginning. I think that's just because I was worried about getting blown up. Um, but you know, overall, it was passable. But it was nice to be back at a show yeah for sure we
0: We watched the uh loot zero set show from a few weeks ago and kind of did a little review of that on this podcast and you know you could tell the the guys were in there to make sure like let's get through the match let's keep it fairly safe and you know not uh do anything too crazy and just you know get a feel for it again get our timing back get yeah. some bumps in to get the body used to it again and just sort of uh, get used to it all all again so i can certainly appreciate that it you know things aren't going to be um super easy getting back in there after a year and a half off but um obviously you know there's going to be more shows coming up so um i don't know if there anything on the calendar that you uh you can tell us about
1: uh at this point, no. Uh only thing that I got right now is uh that I'm gonna be going to the uh, uh keep regularly. That's really pretty much it. Nice. Yeah.
0: And um and how about like, you know, post pandemic wrestling? Like anything in particular on your bucket list or are goals left to uh kind of accomplish here in the auto area? I know you you mentioned at the start of the interview, um you hope that at some point you'd get to give a shout out to some of the younger guys. So, um, you know, are are there guys that are kind of catching your eye up and coming now that you'd like to get in the ring with?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, with all the new young guys that we have all, uh, obviously you got junior Benito, you guys have mentioned him multiple times. I think everybody's sick of hearing about this junior Benito at this point, <laughs> but no dude's good. I've had the pleasure of wrestling him uh, a handful of times. Now, uh, I wrestled, uh, him three times at OWA three different matches. We had a regular match. Then we had a submissions match, even though neither one of us have submissions, and then we had a two out of three falls match. Uh, all of those matches were really, I felt that were really, really good. Love to see them. If anybody has a copy, send them my way. Uh, but no, kid's good. Um, kid's super good. He'll go far. I mean, I said uh, before the pandemic, I said he should just go to NXT now. Just send him now. You know, he'll be fine. Uh, but other people, um, hot stepper McRae, um, McRae, I don't know if he uses his last name, but the hot stepper McRae Martin, sorry if you don't use your last name, McRae, uh, but McRae, super duper nice dude. Um, and I definitely think there's going to be a lot of, um, I think he's going to be very popular. You'll probably see, uh, him popping up, uh, a lot more. The thing I like about McRae is, uh, I mean, obviously, he's a super-duper nice guy, very respectful. You know, he was always there helping with uh, setup, helping with takedown, uh, you know, doing whatever you need for help with the show. Um, And, you know, very athletic guy, you know, bigger guy too, uh, but super-duper athletic in the the ring. But the thing that I really liked about McRae was... He brings a talent that he had from outside of wrestling into wrestling. So he did break dancing before he got into wrestling. And he's using that as part of his, uh, you know, wrestling character, which I just think is tremendous. Uh, So I think that's going to take him really far. And uh, man, I saw him at SVW on Saturday and dude has been in the gym the whole time. He looked great. He's lost a lot of weight. Uh, He looks fantastic uh, right now. So McCray, good job. Uh, You were keeping really busy while I was being lazy.
0: Like Um, most of us,
1: let's be honest. I tried to keep up for a little bit, but then I pretty much gave up. I didn't think there was too much hope left uh, in like we were ever going to wrestle again. So I just gave up um, and then it came back much quicker than I thought. So, you know, getting back into the gym, getting back into training is a work in progress. Uh man who else do we got the uh I really like the dragons I got along with both of them too um Eddie and Pat I know Pat goes by Pat Classic uh Eddie he's gone by Eddie Arson I think he might might use his shoot name too but I'll stick to Eddie Arson for now they get billed as the dragons uh really uh, nice good couple of kids I get along with them very well I've ridden with them on a few occasions Um, really nice kids again super uh, respectful uh, super respectful of everybody Um, man who else do we got Uh, we got uh, Thomas LeDuc um, he's a newbie as well too. Uh, really a fa- uh, fan of that guy as well too. I think he's a really super duper nice guy. Again, really hard worker. He was around for I remember seeing him around for a really long time before he started wrestling. Um, so he's definitely had been around for a while. Again, super respectful, showing up for setups, staying there for takedown, there to help out if you need him for you know being an extra, being a rep or something along those lines. Uh, but he started being a part of Team ShootaCon uh he was booked as a heel so i have never gotten a chance to actually wrestle him uh yet so i'm looking forward to uh, you know getting a chance to wrestle him at some point too um we got uh one half of the beards uh riley uh, again another super duper nice respectful uh kid he's been around for you know helping out at the shows for a long time it's nice to see him get a chance to finally wrestle uh man who else do we have newbies uh that i gotta be talking about sure there's a few others that i'm not remembering right now that they're gonna give me heat about later but whatever i'm the vet you're the newbie that's it yeah.
0: um and for yourself though so like what what's left on your bucket list
1: Uh, well, man, I just kind of want to get back to, uh, you know, my number one goal right now is to kind of get back to where I was before, before the pandemic, just, you know, from an in-ring standpoint, just to be, you know, as comfortable and as, you know, as good as I was at uh, that point. Uh, but like, yeah, I'd like to, you know, expand, you know, increase my bookings a a little bit. Uh, you know, I just want to be able to wrestle as much as I can. You know, um, you know, I don't really necessarily uh, have any plans more so than that. Just wrestle whenever I can. Uh, you know, if I get a chance to be in front of a crowd, you know, hopefully I have a good enough to match to make a lasting impression. Uh, you know, that's all I really want. And I, you hmm. know, really just want to see the Ottawa, um, you know, do what I can to help the Ottawa region succeed.
0: Nice. Um, last one for me. So before we get into the, the fighting back one battle royal watch along, but. You know, you mentioned you're going to the keep now and obviously, you know, it's it's somewhat for, for selfish reason, reasons to get yourself back into, you know, uh, ring shape and um, get your timing back and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I mentioned when Matt was asking me about my experience at Battleground, I, I said I came in during a time where Dave wasn't able to be his hands on in the ring because he was getting ready for a neck surgery. And, uh, that yourself and cheeky were actually kind of the two who, you know, on the nights where Dalton was unavailable or, um, just not in any shape to kind of get in the ring and take bumps. It was, it was really you two guys kind of leading the way, uh, in terms of the training. So, you know, I, I think you've got, um, and cheeky too, it, both of you are passionate about this. Obviously, you're students of the game, um, but also you've, you've got patience with with kids and, and you know guys who have less experience than you. So, um, do you see yourself sort of stepping into a bit of a trainer role at the keep, or are you just mostly there to to worry about yourself for now and maybe uh, worry about some training for younger guys down the road?
1: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm certainly open to that for sure. You know, I think uh, short-term plans are definitely, you know, uh, get myself back to where I need to be. But, you know, if I can help out while there, you know, by all means, I'll do it. You know, with training, I always felt I was more of a hands-on guy rather than the guy that actually tell you what to do. And, you know, I don't want to take any uh, credit away from Cheeky because, you know, Cheeky for a while was like, you know, I don't want to call him the head trainer, but, you know, he really was at one point. Um, where I was more the hands-on guy. Cheeky was more the guy to tell you how to do it and kind of uh, help develop you, where I was more of the, know, get over here. Uh, show him how to do it, like, you know, here. And he would hook me for whatever for it. So I'm more than happy to be one of those guys, uh, you know, if they need me for that. Like, you know, here, I need to show you this. know, get over here. You know, I'm more than happy to be one of that, uh, you know, but as far as like, you know, being one of the trainers, you know, I think they got it. Uh, they're covered pretty good right now. Uh, you know, obviously they have uh, Evil Luno and Stu Grayson, uh, you know, two tremendous talents. Uh, but in addition to that, too, you have Cecil Nix, you have James Stone. um it's not Raheem Ali anymore. Um, Raja, that threw me off too. I know. Yeah, it's Raja. Yeah, like uh, I know he's around too. I think MVP, I know he was training previously. I don't know if he's doing it now, but you got MVP. Um, you know, I know Chaz was helping train as well too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him there at one point as well too. So I think they definitely got it covered, but you know, I'm certainly there to, uh, you know, help out if I'm needed, like for
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know,
1: again, wherever I can uh, help, but, you know, I definitely want to do it.